I um, did check in to see what my team like got uh, picked up for. I gotta say, very low values. Does is everyone out of money, or just, is this just like the disrespect for Lamar Miller? What's going on? Lamar Miller. Yeah, I don't think Lamar Miller's a great pickup in that league either. Who's the disrespecting one? This is the Bonos Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back after another... I know I say this a lot. I know that I do a lot of intros where I go, uh, say something stupid like, that was a real wild week we just had there. Uh, Josh Jacobs scored three touchdowns. Justin, how do you feel about it? Uh, I think this actually does qualify as one of the, the most wildest weeks and has almost nothing to do with things that happen actually in games. Just... So much to talk about here on the podcast. I am, of course, joined by the commissioner, Justin. Uh, Justin, do you have a favorite kind of like wacky moment that, that happened this week? There's so many to choose from. Um, There were a lot. I think it's going to be hard to beat Taysom Hill scoring, scoring 40 points. Yeah. New uh, tight end, uh, Goliath, Taysom Hill scoring uh, 30 points. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't hate your pickup there. A lot of people had some good points saying that Taysom Hill, you know, can only score zero points. But uh, if you look out there, there's a lot of tight ends that are scoring zero points every week. Tight ends, um, it's so ugly. Even people year, like right? Darren Waller. So yeah, I don't, I don't uh, shame that that pickup at all. Yeah. Well, speaking of Darren Waller, um, my <laughs> trade partner of Darren Waller in the uh, now disbanded guillotine league, those of you waiting for the guillotine league podcast canceled, no more of those coming out. Um, but yeah, I had just traded uh, Darren Waller in that league to our next guest, uh, the host or the uh, coach of the narwhals. <laughs> it's Janice, sorry, the host of the narwhals. I'm the captain now, that. bitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jana, how's it going? It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's going. Uh, Janet, was that a sabotage trade? Were you? Uh, <laughs> it seems like no. you got Austin eliminated this week. <laughs> I wish I had the kind of luck that I have in the guillotine league, as I do. Like, if it transferred over to this league, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I I'm just happy to actually be rid of the curse because I think it was draining all my luck from Bonos, um, and you know that's just accounted for my horrible luck uh in both leagues even though i i say luck because i've been so close to elimination at league for like three weeks straight so uh this week no one there to bail me out i guess that's the nature of the game i um did check in to see what my team like got uh picked up for i gotta say very low values does is everyone out of money or is this just like the disrespect for lamar miller what's going on I think uh, it, it actually was kind of tough because I was like, man, Lamar Jamar Chase, Miller. like pretty, pretty, pretty low floor. Yeah, I don't think Lamar Miller's a great pickup in that league. Who's the disrespecting one? Sue, oh wow, touche. That is uh, that's a Freudian <laughs> slip right there, Lamar Miller. But it it is the rosters are getting so condensed that it is like, do I want Tyreek Hill on my team? You know, like. They're that it good. gets oh. it gets really hairy with the injuries over there in three bench spots. But yeah, Jenna, yeah. your uh, guillotine uh, league team looks beastly. If you you know win that league, I mean, do you feel I don't know? Do you feel that that's going to take away any sort of like juju or luck from Bonos, or you know, is it sort of a unity thing? If you win there, you can win here, and you're going to come home with two trophies. Yeah, it's just like the first of my infinity stones. Like <laughs> I'm unstoppable after. I get 
all of those stones. That's awesome. Your team in Bonos is, uh, I mean, you're at two and three. You got to be frustrated because you've scored the top score one week. Uh, you've been up there a couple of weeks, very up and down this season. How how are you coping with it? And you, you know, obviously, I mean, based on the Infinity Stone comment, you, you know, you're going to turn it around. But I mean, how are you coping through four, five weeks? Um. I feel like I really relate to Phoebe Bridgers in this moment. I'm having emotional motion sickness. <laughs> in that, like I've had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. <clears throat> um, but things are changing, and I think there's good things on the horizon, hopefully. There definitely the is. Yeah, your uh, week six matchup is a, a very easily winnable one since you're playing my cursed team. So right. <laughs> good luck to the you. The ESPN numbers, though, are intimidating. They're bouncing all over the place, though, because they were about 10 points lower, like not even an hour ago. So I don't yeah. I didn't change my lineup or anything. I don't I just don't trust ESPN. It's the worst. If ESPN predicts you to win, you are doomed. Um <laughs> I guess quick note, since we're talking about ESPN, Justin, you posted your chart uh, in the chat. Um, I didn't actually get a count of how many of us beat ESPN, but that's kind of a rare. Usually we have like one, two, maybe three. We had like at least four or five people beat ESPN. I, I was surprised too, because people were beating it by a pretty large margin. We had quite a few teams. I didn't look at the exact numbers, but um, rack up, you know, maybe 10 or 20 points over the ESPN projected team. Um, which yeah, it's pretty out of the ordinary. I know for me, it was a uh, clear Shakir who was pretty lowly projected, um, just because of the uncertainty of the playing time. Um, I didn't look at the other teams to see how they beat the projections, but that uh, feels good. Feels good to be smarter than ESPN. I just counted, and if my counting is correct, six teams, so half the league beat ESPN. Go us for you know just shoving it to the men, saying your projections suck. Uh, I'm going with my heart, and you know whatever that meant for you. Whether it was uh, not starting a player that was going to be playing, or you know whatever strategy you employed, good job, you <laughs> did it. We're all very, very intelligent people. Um, but yeah, Justin, um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you have? For oh, an- anxiously <laughs> awaiting the follow-up. I just looked at like I go Justin, and I pull up the agenda, and there's like no item like under what we were just doing. <laughs> no follow-up item. Uh, we've been jumping into the mailbag uh, before we get into the, the main meat of the thing. You guys ready to jump in? We got quite a few for uh, for Jana here. People really got excited about her being on the pod. Wow, thanks, crew. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you know everyone mailing in after the dud from last week, but uh... yeah, last week was a little boring. Oof! Wow. Oof. I think uh, I think the emotional state of the host has been uh, very up and down this season. So it helps having <laughs> a co-host on. Um, but yeah, Jana, I did mail you a case of um, different flavor Oreo and, and Mountain Dews. Unfortunately, it didn't arrive in time. So we'll have oh, to save shit. that for a different podcast later. That image is still on the front page of uh, Bono's because I don't update the website often enough. So I remember <laughs> uh, all those all those fun times we had last season and, and the podcast that we recorded. Well, I just finished kidding. a box of uh, Trader Joe's Halloween JoJo's. Mm. top notch i don't know what the jojo is is that a cookie yes it's like an oreo it's like trader joe's version of oreos 
Okay, okay. I guess this speaks to my perception of you, Jana, because when you started with I finished a box of, I was trying to figure out what kind of alcohol comes in a box. Um, And I was like, did she drink a whole box of wine before coming on the pod? Still wasn't unreasonable in my mind. I thought, wow, that Jana. I haven't finished yet. Halfway through. Finished the box of JoJo's, hasn't finished the box of wine yet. (laughs) Still working on the box of wine. All right, let's jump into the mailbag. Um, The first one here, maybe if you sad virgins, wow, stopped fantasizing so much about your fake football teams, you could finally move out of your mom's basement and finally get laid. Uh, I mean, you're speaking to two parents on the podcast (laughs) who've clearly been laid. So I don't know know about Austin. (laughs) Uh, Brag, brag much. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't have any, you know, technically, you know, living proof running around uh, my house uh, at all times during the day and night. But uh, you guys are definitely vouched for. So uh, I'm waiting for Austin to grab the mic and be like, I've I've totally had sex. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've had sex children. with a woman. You guys think I don't have children? I've got children. Uh, but yeah, glad to see Coach Bill listening to the pod, though. Um, you know, honestly, Bill, it's uh, it's kind of cringe, you know, that you're listening to us just so you can hate on us. But um, we appreciate it. Helps with the ad revenue. Helps with the, our promotions and stuff. So, Bazinga. All right. Uh, Jana, who? Who do you think you are? That's that's it. That's the mailbag that's question. It? Yeah. Um. I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, let me throw you one that's more of a slam dunk. Uh, top three NFL players you would pay to get pushed by. Oh, number one, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a baby push. Really, <laughs> oh. any Raider? Any Raider could push me. Josh Jacobs, done. Even Derek Carr could push me. Uh, what about Hunter Renfro? Sure. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> He's got, he, he's got the most noodly arms. I think he would actually do the weakest push. So, you know, noodles are good know. for catching, not for pushing. He's been shocking in his performance. So, yeah. Are you, um, are you bummed that you missed out on the Josh Jacobs experience this year? A hundred percent. I would, tra- I would trade anybody. No one wants to trade with me. Are we sure it's an experience? Is this, yeah, it's just doesn't this happen with Josh Jacobs? That he blows up for a few weeks and everyone's like, it's time. And then it's like, definitely not no, time. People shat on him so bad in the preseason. And he's like the real deal. Guess so. He's blowing it up on that team. Yeah, I, I keep coming back to Eric's team because he kind of has like the all like underappreciated RB team, you know, Moster just scored, you know, 18 points, Jacobs with 28, um, Miles Sanders kind of a down week, but he's been having a pretty good season too. I was like, man, like Eric really hit on every like, you know, not not like late round QB, but all the er, uh, mid round uh, running backs, definitely not yeah. a late round QB. Oh, he does. He does have Geno Smith. So <laughs> he does. I, a shout out to Eric Beaufort, the Geno Smith pickup and the pretty high score, 183. That's a season best for Eric. So uh, power division, you know, but above the rest, living up to the name. Some of us are not all of us, though. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, turn our attention to another team here. The Puma Skulls have a bench nearly full of players who are uh, capital O out. What's the strategy? Yeah. Um no strategy, just a poor, poor luck. Yeah, but um, I will say, you know, like go, with all the injuries going into last week, especially JT. JT is the one that hurt the most. 
Um, and actually, there's some behind the scenes. I don't know. Is this uh, too uh, intrusive for you, Justin, to shout out our behind the scenes uh, trade offering right before Thursday Night Football? We were talking oh about. Oh, my God. I, I had the best idea, but like four hours too late. I, I had already been bothering Austin about Naheem Hines, like pretty much all season, right? Because I'm not like a big Hines fan. I just, you know, thought he might be a good um, backup or I thought, you know, he might get a lot of receiving work. When that wasn't clear, I was like, well, Austin, you know, might take him as uh, the backup or whatever. So JT's finally hurt. I'm like, dude, finally, like pay dirt. I'm going to get Austin stashing 10,000 fucking rookie wide receivers. I'm going to get like his worst one. Obviously, Austin's not interested in trading any of them. They are the most valuable assets in the entire fucking league. And he tells me with a straight face, I'm going to start Khalil Herbert and AJ <laughs> Dillon as my two fucking running backs. <laughs> How did so, that work out for me? <laughs> I, I think, well, you know what? Fuck this guy. And maybe an hour and a half before the game, I have the genius idea of trading Heinz to Martin, who I know loves a good narrative and would love sticking it to Austin with Heinz. So we're trying to work this the trade conversation. I think Martin was at work. Um, I come back to Austin. I say, Hey man, I'm going to trade Heinz to Martin. Cause we had a couple, you know, proposals floating and, you know, Austin starts sweating it a little bit, still won't do the trade. I can't get anything done with uh, Martin either uh, before the game actually starts. And then Heinz goes out on the first play with the fucking concussion. <laughs> It was so close to being a true Austin moment, um, but there's something about last minute trades that really scare me. Uh, Janet, have you ever have you ever done a last minute trade like that, or like right before a game? I have attempted to do so many trades every season, and it's not panning out for me. So it's it's a tough. I, I, I will say this season, I attempted to trade Martin for David Montgomery the ooh. night before he got injured. Wow. So, Maybe there's some sort of mystical force that's protecting us. Like we're we're all lamenting how little we're trading, but you know maybe it's just for our own good because apparently all the players that we're interested are one week away from being injured. Yeah. All right. The next one here we got Mary, Kill, Fuck, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and Jared Goff. I'll send that to you first, Jana. Oh, easy. I would fuck Joe Burrow. Marry Trevor Lawrence and kill Jared Goff. I think we would all kill Jared Goff. I but think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I think I mean I I I ditto ditto for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really having a hard time thinking about having sex with Joe Burrow. Really? But I definitely don't want to be married to because he's a little jumpy. Uh, he just he kind of spooks me, man. He looks Did like he'd be like, I'm going out one day and then never come back. No. Someone like coughed and he like jump scared. <laughs> See, I'm I'm more afraid of the other side. Like I don't wanna you know, I'm gonna marry Trevor Lawrence, but you know, I, I don't wanna just have sex with him because I know I'll just fall in love and I'll like it too much. So, you know, go right for, you know, put the, put Isn't a ring on it. Isn't that the point of marriage, Austin? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, gonna, I'm going to fall in love with him and his weird face, you know, the weird position and size of his eyes, uh, you know, in his skull. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's why I want to stay with him forever to lock that down because I can't just have sex. I'd be like, no, Trevor Lawrence, show me how to wear bandanas like that. You, you deserve it all. <laughs> I keep seeing these commercials with him, um, like playing football with kids. Just what a nice dude. Right. Marriage material. Yeah, query networking. Um, okay. What else do we got going on here? Hey, Kamish, really bummed to hear the doctors in your area are trash. Any chance you could visit CA to see your old doctor? 
That's actually really funny because that's like what we do for Ashley. She still goes to her prosthetic doctor in California because we haven't found a new one. Um, I also talked to a coworker who, uh, same thing, needs a neurologist and they fly back to California from Montana to go see their neurologist. So yeah, definitely seems like people are flying to go find the right doctor. So yeah, maybe. Seems like, uh, you know, when people find a, a good one, you know, it's, it's, it's more valuable than you think. Like trying to, everyone that tells me about trying to find a, like a new doctor, a new therapist or whatever, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. You got to stick with it. All right. But love the 13 team league idea. I think you guys have finally found the best punishment for losing the toilet bowl. It's the relegation league without having to run a whole other league. Can't wait to see it happen. Uh, Jana, I don't remember. Do we get your thoughts on the, uh, the 13 teams? Um, I'm yeah, sure. I'm about it. Yeah. I, all like right. It, or now we're talking. Uh, I mean, like me, I, the, then I'll be sad. <laughs> we just have to find that lucky 13th person, um, to just jump right into the league while Martin, uh, sits on the sidelines. Yeah, right. Calling an early audible since he's the number one team right now. We have definitely we have definitely seen a top four Adams team uh, in the first five weeks of the season. So he's uh, he's one exciting trade away from just tanking his whole season. (laughs) Yeah, Brett. (laughs) All right. We got one uh, more here. What to do with no juju. My weekly score is just doo doo. This team is a hot pile of junk. I need to put some spunk in my trunk. That's beautiful. Um, I invite you to record it maybe yourself next time. We, we, we've offered, uh, you know, spoken word poetry here on the podcast before. So, you know, uh, but, but beautiful, disgusting words there from Brett. It must be. (laughs) I've, um, I, I think this is a great opportunity to segue into what is maybe my favorite um, schedule item we've ever had. Jamar Chase's butt eating baby mama. Uh, Janet, you want to fill us in on this story? It's wild. So he has a baby mama. She's pissed because apparently he's a deadbeat dad. He, She wants him fired from the NFL, kicked off his team uh-huh. because he's just absent. He's an absentee parent. But above all, he does not like to take showers after games practice. And (laughs) she would love to eat out his ass, but he's dirty. (laughs) But rumor has it, he's not dirty. He just says he's dirty because he does not enjoy his ass eating. (laughs) So the, the jury's out. Is he trash or just doesn't want anyone to eat his ass? (laughs) Uh, i uh saw this agenda item and just kind of went like you know what i'll figure it out on the podcast Uh, not expecting that even though it's actually very straightforward (laughs) it's a good it's a good newspaper title it's not a complicated story austin i know well now i'm wondering i'm I'm also thinking about his recent performances and uh you know he's definitely responsible for getting me kicked out of the guillotine league or guillotined uh (laughs) maybe he should uh you know Shower? Some, shower also, maybe be open, a little bit more open in the bedroom. Maybe he needs to, uh, you know, not but be so. He is the mother of his child, so That's something true. went down with his dirty ass. <laughs> no? Ain't, he ain't scoring fantasy points for uh, Ashley's and my guillotine league, so. No. Oh, my goodness. That is somehow a story I missed. 
Um, in other player news, Austin, uh, did you have some some PJ Walker uh, topic? Yeah, well, we, yeah, we you even uh, in chat over the last couple of weeks. I I would say I would describe it as you know we've been uh, just like anxiously awaiting any sort of Panthers news. You An know, unreasonable it, amount of attention spent on the Panthers and their quarterback situation. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that none of us care at all about the Panthers. But you know, no, the Rudinus household is invested. Yeah, the Rudinus yeah. household is very invested. In but I mean, do you care about the team or do you care about the people? Like, I you know, care we can... about the components of the team. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's been a saga for sure. There's a good word for it with the uh, Baker <laughs> and all that. Um, but of course he, he has a high ankle sprain. I think he's going to be out for a few weeks and, uh, in the past two years and the starting quarterback of the Panthers goes down, it's been PJ Walker time. Um, and so uh, are you, either of you guys, you get, no, neither of you watched like XFL a couple of years. It was, it was right when the pandemic hit. Yeah, I, I watched, I think, the first week, and it was not good football. It is not good football, um, but it it was good enough. And more importantly, to my interest, they did DFS, so uh, that was fun. It, it got me to uh, learn some players uh, who only a few of them made it up to the NFL. Uh, big shout-out to Donald Parham on the Chargers. Uh, I, I so hope for that guy to, like, one day – be a, a huge star in the NFL because he was just a monster um, in the XFL for that, you know, six game stretch or whatever. He's probably the second best player, like doing Travis Kelsey stuff, four TDs all game. Second best player in the league. Number one, PJ motherfucking Walker. That dude was like Pat Mahomes, old school Cam Newton, Josh Allen, like all the best in one uh, and just rocking it every day. All, every game he looked like a superstar so i love me some pj walker i always hope too that you know he can uh go out there and and i mean it's not a high bar beating baker so he should be able to at least do that but i want him to really excel he, that'd be sweet if he uh somehow got it all together and he could lead that team to a beautiful six and nine record uh yeah how are you feeling about the situation jenna is uh, pj I mean, walker gonna fix dj Moore or I hope so. I mean, if he's relatable to those other quarterbacks Austin mentioned, then yeah, we're looking good for DJ Moore. But that whole organization for sure needed a shakeup from what was going on. So best case scenario, some coaches are fired. Their shit-ass quarterback is gone. Let's see some changes. I was laughing a little bit. I didn't hear this mentioned a lot, but um, the whole reason that PJ Walker is on the Panthers is because uh, he played for Matt Rule at Temple. And so it is funny that Matt Rule's gone and everybody's like rejoicing, but now Matt Rule's <laughs> backup quarterback is the one starting for the Panthers. So Matt Rule had <laughs> to die for PJ Walker to, to live in week six. I'm for it. All right. Well, moving on from Austin's favorite player um, into his uh, probably second favorite player. We had a big splash on the uh, waiver wire this week. We mentioned earlier Taysom Hill, 40 points last week. Uh, Austin, I got some Taysom Hill facts for you. Oh, great. This is going to be beautiful. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm do you guys, ready. Do you guys know how old Taysom Hill is? 32. He's exactly 32. That's a good Hell guess. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I knew he wasn't young. I mean, he's like... I just seen too many white dudes who are that age and they just like all look the same. So I guess. All right. Do you know what round he was drafted in? 
I don't know, Jana. I'll say the fifth. Uh, unsigned free agent. Yikes. That one, I guess we should have. After spending be- five years at BYU, because I found out today that he's Mormon. <gasps> Did not know that. Did not factor that into my fab budget bidding. What do you think his nickname was in college? Uh, Little Tay Tay. Uh, the Thor Turback. <laughs> Thor Thorderback. He needs much better hair to be called Thorderback. Come on. Okay, yeah. when he got to when he got to the Saints, he got a new nickname uh, thanks to Alvin Kamara, and it was the Mormon Missile. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. None of these um, things are making me happy about my player acquisition. <laughs> okay, maybe this last one will get you going. Um, he was banned by his college coaches for squatting more than 700 pounds. <laughs> How did that happen? Which is like, 700 pounds is an absolutely obscene number to be squatting. Um, but they were worried like, about him hurting himself. 700 pounds, so like I can have some comparison. How much does a car weigh? A lot more than 700 pounds. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let's just go to Google here. What weighs <laughs> 700 pounds? Live on air research. Oh, this is great. Look, a vending machine. Shit. An ATM. Can you imagine squatting a vending machine? Full or empty? Mm, is it five, full here, Jana, I found the perfect comparison for you. Five beer kegs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So just tying those on the bar and just squatting just it out. like a tank. How many it boxes was kinda, of wine? It was <laughs> kind of funny, though, because they, they banned him from doing that because they didn't want him to get hurt. Uh, every season but one at BYU, and the one season was because he was redshirted for the whole season, he had a season-ending injury every single se- season. So I probably would be banning the dude from doing 700-pound um, squats. Were his injuries too. due to his lifts? Uh, they were all squat related injuries. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. his his quads got so big that like he would just take a normal person's step and just launch himself twenty feet in the air, <laughs> crashing down. He just couldn't cope. I mean, with have we strength. have we ever seen AJ Dillon and Taysom Hill in the same room? That's true. I think did they play? Yeah. <laughs> they probably play all the time. I mean, I'm not seeing much of AJ Dillon at all. I've never seen a side to side comparison. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for Taysom Hill facts. I I, I knew you'd appreciate that as uh, the newest member of the the Puma Skulls. Yeah. Um, well, this is my first time on the uh, Taysom Hill train. Um, I don't know exactly uh, other than you know Eric earlier this season and Ryan had him as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a few of us this year riding this train. We'll see if we can pass him around the league. I'm sure he'll hit the waiver wire soon after a couple of those uh, zeros that Justin was talking about. Well, moving over, um, just wanted to spend some time, Jana, talking about your time in the league so far this season and everything. Um, yeah, you know, you mentioned it's kind of been a, an up and down season for you so far. How are you feeling about uh, the, the remainder of the season? Is there still hope? Um, you hanging on by a thread? What's going on? I feel like I'm so hopeful. I feel like coming out of this draft, I was the most optimistic about my team. I felt like I drafted really good this year, minus my IDP, which is still a little hairy. But um, like those big name people in the offseason didn't really pan out for me. And But I guess some of the other people that I got like in the later rounds are looking a little bit better, like a Jacoby Myers and 
Um, maybe Chase Edmonds this week, now that Raheem Mostert might be a little injured. So I don't know. I think things are maybe looking better. Yeah, it is interesting looking at your team right now, um, you know, just looking at stuff on paper versus the results. Because, yeah, I mean, you do have uh, we, we've we mentioned a lot, you know, that having a top quarterback or a top tight end is, is a key to coming out ahead. You got both. Um, you got a lot of, you know, draft picks that worked out pretty well. Um, you know, got to be stoked about Gabe Davis. Um, but yeah, I guess I can see some of the areas, you know, where the, the cracks are starting to fall apart. Um, uh, first couple early season, Curtis Samuel, you know, not as impactful as he once was. Yeah. He's pretty consistently getting points though. Unlike a DJ Moore, who you expected to get a lot more usage. Uh, DJ yeah. Moore definitely being the dagger. I think almost all of us were in on DJ Moore. Um, yeah. And I, I was pretty upset when you walked away with him. That that was the pick you got for me, huh? Where you looked no, at my Gabe remaining Davis. budget? It was, oh, it was Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, there, that one still hurts. There are so many uh, wounds Jenna inflicted on Justin during the draft. You can't keep him straight. I think me and Justin um, must have had the same list of people. <laughs> Uh, uh, although to be honest, you know, I'm kind of dodged some of these bullets, you know, Rondell Moore is just now playing, yeah. uh, you know, Chase Edmonds kind of quickly lost his job. Um, I liked your DJ Dallas pickup this morning. I thought that was a, a smart move. Yeah. I was kind of bummed. No one else put any bids in for him. So I spent a bunch of money for no reason. No, you spent enough money. Cause as we always say, it's as much money as you, you think you need. That's what my heart um, wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the waiver wire has been kind of hard for me this year. I, I, this is always Austin's complaint that he can't drop anybody. But um, yeah, I've kind of been in a, in a similar position where I'm just like, well, you know, it's, th- these guys I'm going to pick up aren't really any better than the guys on my bench. So yeah, I've been mm-hmm. a little bit tough there. This is where you um, really get tested, uh, you know, just if you're keeping somebody for like long-term keepers, you know, uh, and they're taking up that extra bench spot or even just holding somebody, you know, for a couple games, like a late season sleeper it's this is where your fortitude gets tested so if you i don't know if you have that gut feeling make the sacrifice you gotta gotta hold on well and we got bye weeks now so things are gonna get a little tossed and turned they're gonna psa there bye week i probably uh, haven't done enough bye week planning yeah that i need to um, so Jana, this many years in the league, I was curious if you had someone, um, another team that you kind of considered your, your rival in the league. Oh gosh. I feel like I have a lot. I've had a lot of like big games come up against Andrew, mm-hmm. but I have not fared well. Yeah. I haven't updated it for the last two weeks. It looks like you're one and two against Andrew. So yeah, yeah. still fighting to get back in that one. Uh, including that uh, week two, just absolute stomping where you got the highest score in the league. So your your recent recent that was win. My win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, um, I don't know if I have like a rival. Uh, maybe we're creating a rivalry right now because I'm looking here and it says that you've never beat Austin. Oh wow! Never. Well, I'm never say. Never say never. Uh, is this yeah. it? I mean, is this it? Is this know. the week it's going to happen? I wouldn't rule it out. Awesome. I think we might need to update our event. matchup of the week. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, not necessarily against other teams in the league. I was curious, um, who do you have? Uh, like, a, we, we know you're the number one Raiders fan in the league. Do you have a favorite <laughs> player? Uh, you know, maybe not current, but maybe somebody you drafted in the past, um, you know, 
after playing fantasy for it's funny because I do like I develop like emotional connections to people I've drafted and I find that I draft them often (laughs) I've had Mark Andrews I think every year I've played yeah and and go figure we went to the same high school did you we did you guys are like practically friends we're should, practically family honestly. you should definitely get us into a baltimore game but uh right. this is the first season that you you've you know combined and andrews with the stack and you know justin called it out a little bit earlier but i feel like especially this this year with both quarterbacks and tight ends being like so oh my god they're nightmares outside the top ones so you've got two of them they did have one like down week together they did, but overall yeah. yeah you got to be stoked I am. And I've, I've never like paid up for a quarterback. I've always kind of waited till the end and I'm pretty happy about that since the rest of my team is not performing like they are. I think you're <laughs> the only person who's happy about waiting on quarterback this year. I think uh, a lot of us are thinking about how to spend up next year at quarterback. Yeah, right. Like the shit <laughs> show that's happening right now. But you know, as soon as that happens, that uh, it's going to go back to late round quarterback where, you know, all the, the top ones or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's it's strange. Is it's like is this the the meta of football changing in fantasy football or I don't if it's so much the quarterback though. I feel like it's the tight end position that, that's really yeah. like screwed everyone this year. Yeah, I think we started to get hope with uh, people like uh, Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts that like you know maybe we are entering a glorious tight end era, and it's like no, it's worse than it ever. Yeah, or like Hawkinson puts up like a crazy number, and the next week he's a total wash. Like, you can't rely on anybody. Mm-mm. Yeah, if you want to trade for Pitts, hit me up. Now's the time. You can keep him next year for like thirty bucks. What a steal when he's the next Mark Andrews. <laughs> I think I'm good. Um. Uh. So the last question I kind of had penciled in for you here. Um. You know, you got a, a you know a good amount of seasons under your belt now. I was wondering, has anything changed from the first season till now? Has your strategy changed at all? Um. You mentioned you know waiting on quarterback. Is there anything else that's really um changed year over year for you, drafting or in season strategy? A little bit. I think um, the first year I had just no idea what the fuck I was doing. That was just a total crapshoot, and then. I thought I would go like I spent my money pretty even keel like through all the positions last year. Um, this year I spent up on quarterback, kind of went middle of the road with running back, and then spent a little bit more money on middle of the road wide receivers. I don't know if it's paid off at all. So I and I didn't spend any money on my IDP, which I'm regretting now because I wish I had some of those big name. Yeah, you all mocked me for going big on uh, IDP, and it was maybe still not the right decision. But I've got those big names, at least. Uh, that's that's what uh, franchises like the Yankees do. They put money to get names and then just hope that they win Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every other year there's been more. I don't know, IDP was a little bit more fluid in that you could pick good people up off the waivers week to week. And I don't know if it's so much that way now. It, it definitely feels weird with the uh, linebackers this year. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like the go-to of just seeing who has the most snaps, uh, snap percentage. 
uh, I don't know. Everyone's like bad at tackling. I thought it was just the Seahawks. I just, I thought it was Justin's boy, Cody Barton, who just couldn't tackle. But I mean, just watching games, especially if you have an IDP player and you're like watching the defense, it's like, no one, no one can up and tackle. Or they're doing this thing that I always hate. And I always complain about, you know, where your player is the one that runs up right at the end and could get like at least an assist tackle, but they just kind of like stop. Bazinga. So, Justin, you told me before the podcast that you had some really hot thoughts on IDP. Please. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you for transitioning into that. IDP is great, you know, um, and I'm glad that you spent up and got to enjoy the thrill of watching a guy, you know, do 18 tackles in a game. Um, but yeah, Cody Barton, you know, maybe not such a great idea. It, you do have to be careful with some of these guys. I had, um, Alex Singleton last year who was great in fantasy. And then one week he just scored like one point and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And so I'm like Googling, you know, Alex Singleton, like what happened to him? And I'm reading these like actual like NFL, like beat writer blogs. And they're talking about how Singleton's like one of the worst linebackers in the NFL. And he finally got his playing time cut on the Eagles and how they were going to cut him. And I was like, oh, okay. You can like rack up a lot of fantasy points as a defensive player and be very fucking terrible at real NFL defense. Um, so yeah, word of the wise, check in on your IDP guys every once in a while to make sure that they're not falling out of favor with their team. There's quite a few like people like Pat, trick queen they've said the same thing oh, he's yeah. not very good at what he does but like he does okay in points people really love street fighters so they try to do that m bison move where you just basically throw your body you don't try to wrap them up you just like make yourself a missile and try to knock them over coaches don't like it though and uh not not always consistent for idp scoring for sure Oh, I've been playing so much Madden and I, I will mix up the tackle buttons and I'll do like the die for their legs tackle just and I'll just jump right by them and they just keep walking right on by score a touchdown on me. So I feel what it's like to be an NFL linebacker. It's not easy, are, are people uh, tweeting at you and, and talking shit. Oh, it's you know, I just just blocking all the haters, man. Can't be pressed about that. Is this on your uh, new Xbox? Uh, yeah, I am loving my new Xbox and the Game Pass, although I am learning very quickly. No one warned me how big modern games are. I downloaded like a handful of games and I filled up the one terabyte drive to like 60% already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, games are games are big now. Um, Jana, I said that that was the last question. I got one more question for you. We had, we had okay. a very hot discussion in chat a couple weeks ago um, that I don't think you participated in. Yeah, you were just quick to shut down Ryan for some reason. Very disrespectful, oh. in my opinion. Um, but what NFL position would you play? What? We had this conversation? Yeah, Ryan said that he would be a linebacker. I'd be a snapper. <laughs> the long snapper? The no, snapper. like the quarterback snapper. What's that position? Oh, you'd be the center? Center. That makes sense. Gotta, I could see but that. then you got to block some big old dude. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I got it. Jana would bring up their problematic histories while they were trying to shove buyer, and they would just like completely collapse. You know, they'd be like, I did do that <laughs> fucked up thing. Or I'd be a punter. <laughs> <laughs> or like the kicker. I like how uh, punter I think is cool because punters like kind of have some punters kind of have this weird like rock star vibe. Uh, what who has the the Scottish dude the the Scottish hammer or whatever? I was just gonna bring him up. He got stuck in the UK when they <laughs> left because they wouldn't uh, like honor his passport. I was like, dude, what year is it? Who's the Scottish guy? He plays for either the Giants or the Packers because yeah, it was this mm-hmm. last week that they got stuck in London. Um, 
I was laughing at Dustin Tucker after like his game where he got all the points. Or he's he won definitely, the... yeah, he's definitely like the rock star. He's on another game. level. Justin Tucker is a fucking like literal robot because I was listening to his thing and he's like the outcome of the field goal is binary. There is no other yes. outcome. I was yeah. like, dude, it's what are you talking defense about? For a game of, they were showing, um, you know, the cameras right on him like a couple minutes, you know, before they got into field goal range and he was going to kick it and he was like practicing, um, and the light caught his eyes. I always think his eyes are like brown. Uh, but you know, he's got these kind of like green, brown, I don't know, hazily glowy eyes and the light. And I just like, I just have a flat rule that I don't trust dudes with that color. eye. <laughs> like, so I saw that. I was like, Oh no, Justin Tucker, are you a douche? But I don't know. He's, dudes are people in general. Cause my eyes are definitely hazel. Well, no, just, just dudes, just dudes. Just dudes. Okay. So, like that, just that eye color is like second on the warning rankings under uh, dudes with like the palest blue eyes. Like, do not try oh. it. Fuck the Frank Sinatra shit. You see a guy with That's light blue Ryan. eyes. That's Ryan. Oh, he's got, he's, he's got deep. His eyes are like an ocean. He's, he's like a, a beautiful <laughs> desert lake. Uh, I'm talking like light, light blue. Like, you know, you are a vampire or some sort of dead person. Like, get out of here. Um, well, now that that's over, <laughs> uh, looking at last week's uh, matchup of the week, we had, um, you know, maybe not a great pick, uh, an okay pick. We had the shitty sources versus the black market bakers. Uh, have either of you two ever been in this position where it's the Monday night game and you really want a W and then you go and look and the only player you have left is a receiver and the only player they have left is that quarterback for the receiver and you realize that you're fucked. Man, I felt so bad for Ash because he was having the game of his life. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was. I was like sitting there and I was like, I mean, there's just almost no. I mean, if he had caught like because obviously like a receiver scores better points for those, you know, types of uh, stats. But I mean, he would have to have like a 300 yard game, you know, to to beat Mahomes somehow you, yeah. that, um, that matchup touchdowns or something yeah that matchup you have to win as the receiver you you have to do the ppr thing you have to get a ton like you're the one that catches five you know to get you down the field into the one and then the running back runs it in so the qb doesn't mm-hmm. get anything um but i even even Unfortunately, that, like not what happened for uh, t- for receiving touchdowns but yeah. you know doesn't mean a lot um it, just the fact that they scored the same amount of points like shows that it's it's impossible to beat when when the other team has the quarterback but um you know other than that uh, austin you know you mentioned uh, jamar chase you know kind of bringing teams down this week and then uh early season darling christian kirk has uh, turned into a a pumpkin with the rest of the the jaguars uh aj brown's kind of taking a backseat ashley made the risky call with uh dubs which you know cost her a couple points not really the win or anything but yeah it seems like her team kind of let her down a little bit on the flip side the bakers man um they have increased their score uh five straight weeks since the beginning of the season every week's been better than the last still some duds but yeah uh, i don't know maybe the team is heating up jana is there one of these teams that you like better than the other they're they're both four and one now they're both uh the top two teams in division as far as um like the standings go but how are you feeling about these teams i mean i feel like ashley's team definitely has the depth so if she has something catastrophic happen she has at least some people to turn to where i don't feel like robert really has the bench depth to really overcome anything yeah <laughs> his idp is super weeks. strong though 
which maybe that's pulling him through. I don't know. But yeah, bye um, weeks may be a bitch for him. Yeah, definitely. Making, you know, he's been pretty aggressive on the waiver wire um, as well. Does he have money grabbing. left? He has zero dollars left. There you go. <laughs> which I'm excited to see how that plays out. But yeah, I mean, Robert's team looking like it's heating up. Uh, no more undefeated teams. We're just left with uh, two foreign ones. Austin, did you have any thoughts about this matchup? Uh, just, I mean, I was not watching the game on Monday night, um, but I was on Twitter and I saw, you know, all these like images going, uh, Travis Kelsey, four TDs. Um, and even knowing that, that Robert had Mahomes, I was like, well, I guess that means Ashley wins. God damn it. She's five and oh, you know, I'm thinking of it from a, a division rival standpoint, shaking my fist. Um, so then I saw, I mean, not, it was, I thought it would be much closer than this, like with him going off. So it, it must've been heartbreaking, but as a division rival, I'm super stoked. Thank you, Robert made it a little bit easier. I'm still only two games back. So, you know, anything's possible. Yeah. Five and oh, and being at two and three, that would have been a tough. Tough hole yeah. to climb out of. Um, but yeah, the division's looking a little bit easier now. Um, before we talk about the other matchup that was interesting, Janet, how are you feeling about your division this year? You got, you know, Robert, who we're just talking about sitting at the top right now, um, and Martin, the number one team, and then the Boomers, who I still think have been uh, kind of unlucky. So just curious yeah. uh, how, how you're feeling this season. No, I think I'm in like a division I didn't think would be as tough as it is. And. I don't know. I could go a lot of ways still. Yeah. Similar problem to Austin. Uh, you yeah. Know, even two games out in these, these tough divisions. Um, we saw it last year. It was really, really hard for to, to kind of take over that first place spot um, once the other teams got it. And just, you know, the, the two or the, sorry, the three wild card spots are just so competitive, um, you know, with all the, the teams scoring well and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't looked at their schedule. Like the other team's schedule is going forward. I know mine's not looking great. So. I don't know. We're we're in interdivisional play, so every everyone that's not in a, a butt above the rest is going to get a little taste of the butt above. Yeah, you know? I think I have you than Ashley, which is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's kind of interesting because I I do have some like metrics for calculating schedule difficulty. Um, it does have you, Janet. It says you have the worst schedule. Um, yeah, I believe out. it. Um, pretty much because you just played. Um, when they're losing everything. So you just played, Brett. yeah, the Brett. Um, so it does have, you know, Austin is one of the harder points on the schedule. Uh, you know, although that this week, that may not be true, but you know, Ashley, after that, Eric, who may be on the way up, um, me, who's been a little bit up and down, but I'm hoping up, uh, but yeah, I, I just keep going down the list and yeah, it does look like a pretty tough schedule yeah. to finish, finish out the season and the Adams in the final week, which mm -hmm. I'm sure will be a very, very interesting game by the time we get there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, speaking of interesting games, Austin, man, not to dig into the heartbreak too much. This is the real uh, matchup of the week, man. Just, I mean, you guys were toe to toe. You were just, you were right there with each other, almost tied for top points coming into the, the game. Come out of it, still pretty much uh, tied for points. Um, you said you, you didn't even bother watching Monday night. I was, uh, I don't know who else was, Nick Bolton. I'm like, well, Nick Bolton is averaging the amount of points that he needs for Martin to win this matchup. So I felt pretty good about it. Nick Bolton made this very, very dramatic. I think it, like the last tackle that he got to like secure the win for Martin came with like two minutes left on the clock. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, how, how are you feeling about this matchup? That would have driven me absolutely nuts. So it, it's a cool. very, very good thing you did not watch the game. I, man. You I would mean, I've been happy. 
I knew it, when when you're in that situation, and this is especially true with like something like IDP, but uh, you know it's not going to end well. Even if you win, and I might still win, that experience would not be fun. That is like a game that you're watching just in living pain. Um, so yeah, actually shout out to myself. I will say, uh, we were doing prep last week, uh, for matchup of the week and we were looking at some stuff and I actually did point out, you know, Hey, me and Martin's matchup looks kind of cool. Justin like did not even acknowledge it. And he was like, I thought, you know, uh, Ashley Robert, you know, I was like, all right, let's go with that. You know, uh, I think I owe him a couple maybe from, uh, from last year. So Shigan, it, you know, it, gets, it gets difficult to not pick the top teams every week is the issue we run into with matchup of the week. So it is true. We're trying to push that out. That's more of a late season thing. So you are right there. You're, you're correct. Um, How you feel yeah. about your strategy to start AJ Dillon and Khalil Herbert? Dude, I do not know what's going on in a game where you may have lost by 0.4 points. You know, I'll say this actually, this I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Um, Cause this is like, as of right now, you know, we, could still have stat corrections. Uh, but right now, basically a catch, half a point would have won it to me, right? So uh, AJ Dillon, uh, this is first week without any, not even catches, like targets. He didn't even any targets. Um, I'm not really focused on that because, you know, again, we're in stat correction territory. Who really knows? Here's the stat that called out to me. In the skill position players, I scored one beautiful Stefan Diggs touchdown and Martin scored five. Um, so I know like when scores are close like this, like we, we often think of touchdowns like, Oh, I lost by five, that one touchdown. But just thinking like, you know, when it doesn't matter, I think like, not that it doesn't matter. Sorry. It does matter when you get those touchdowns. They are such a huge like point boost that even if like generally overall, um, you know, your team's not performing as well, they can still pick you up. Um, so I think that's what I was looking at is I need more TDs. Um, and yeah, AJ Dillon was supposed to be a big part of that and he's not. So whatever. Yeah. Hopefully Jonathan Taylor comes back. Cause, uh, my guillotine, uh, league team is not looking so hot without him in my lineup. So I feel I'm there. not hoping for the Jonathan Taylor return this week. So <laughs> I don't even know what to hope for anymore. Cause it's, I don't want to curse anything. So what, uh, what it will happen will happen. Well, it's definitely, um, you know, an exciting game. Martin comes out on top um, and we'll, uh, yeah, go ahead and jump on over to the power rankings uh, and see if he's still on top. I don't think that's that suspenseful, but we'll, we'll start at the bottom uh, like we usually do where there's also not a lot of movement. Um, we got the bunnies coming in uh, at number 12 again. You know, I, I don't want to dig into every single team here because we've uh, been, you know, having fun talking to Jana here and already going pretty long. Um, but you know, the bunnies might be the first team that I think is kind of out of it this season. How are you guys feeling? I guess, Jana, how are you feeling about the bunnies? You just beat the shit out of them. Honestly, after the draft, I was like, dang, I think Brett's team is stacked. So I'm honestly surprised that they've sucked so hard. Yeah, I think it kind of feels like Elijah Mitchell kind of sucked the the air out of the the whole thing. Um, because and Gibson was good for a week, you know that that decision was looking yeah. smart. But Camara has been kind of up and down, and um, uh, you know, being heavily invested in Denver is looking like it maybe it wasn't a winning strategy. And this week, I I was hearing rumors about maybe Juju getting benched uh, for because he's not playing well, which is something I think if you told us in the preseason, we would just be shocked by. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, bad times for bunnies. You know, they're our lowest scoring team. You know, by uh, by thirty points. Um, but more importantly, the uh, you know the points differential, which I was looking at this week, 
Um, second worst with uh, 123 more points scored against him over those weeks. Um, but you know, it doesn't, when you're scoring points that low, it doesn't really matter what the other person is doing. Cause they're not really winning. You're losing. Um, but yeah, I agree with Chana. You guys know Brett's team looked great after the draft. So this is really unforeseen, unexpected. Um, coming in, uh, I guess tied for 10th, um, n- no movement here, but we got the, the butthole surfers and then sliding down with, uh, another loss was the, uh, the boomers. We'll just talk about the surfers for a bit. Jana, what, what's the vibe in the Roditis household? I mean, Ryan's getting the wins, but, um, they're not pretty. He's, uh, he's ranked, you know, almost dead last in the power rankings. Um, he's doing really low again, like the wins against the field metric. Uh, seems like he's kind of buoyed by some uh, extra luck. Yeah, how's uh, how's Ryan feeling about his team so far this season? I mean, I think he's a little worried about like the brouhaha. Like, he's got some witchcraft, I think, going against him. <laughs> is this your witchcraft, or is this coming from I outside the so. house? I think so. Like, he's had some like severe quarterback disadvantage. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, he invested in the Rams' running back scene, and that didn't pan out. So. I don't know. I don't think Ryan's in a t- that far down spot. I believe in his team more than that, especially with his like JK Dobbins pickup who looked awesome mm. this week and Saquon is killing it. McCaffrey may have like a huge comeback now that Baker's out. So I don't know. I think they're going to say now that he's getting traded to the bills, that too <laughs> would be an ideal situation. His wide receiver core is a, a little iffy. I mean, the T Higgins thing last week was devastating, but well, it's because his quarterback stayed healthy. So, you know, the GG gods had to find another sacrifice <laughs> they had to find someone. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think Ryan's team's all that bad. And he's like really good at working the waiver wire and acquiring new pickups. I think he's broke now though. So, yeah, he could still make some moves, and I think that most importantly, what you know, he's at least could be happy about is that three and two record, because uh, we're getting in that part of the season where uh, more and more of these power rankings got to reflect that uh, those records, because you know, getting three wins out of the first five games is pretty good. But yeah, no, I have I have butthole surfers uh, labeled as a fake three and two team, uh, the third worst uh, score differential, negative uh, sixty five points. Uh, fake team, definitely. He's not, again, just like Brett, he's only 30 points above Brett on the season for second worst points scored. Uh, again, not not enough to, to get in there. It doesn't really matter what your opponent's doing if, if you're not putting up numbers, but he certainly is. Uh, I guess both these teams have been hit, hit by the injury bug quite a bit. Yeah. Jana, as the owner of the uh, the garbage time with Jana moniker, are you giving him shit weekly about being the owner of Tyler Higby? Oh, all the time. And like, I think even he had like a conniption about actually getting him on his team. Like he had a hard, it was a real <laughs> have to like think about this thing. To we all got to do what we got to do this year at uh, the tight end. That's what like tight end is hard right now. <laughs> yeah. Austin's got Taysom Hill. Ryan's got Tyler Higby. Thank- Thankfully, I got the goat, David and Joku. So I'm I'm feeling good about my my waiver wire tight right. end. The real deal. There's uh, some the other... of us who don't have to draft. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. That's the beauty of it. 
Um, the other team uh, that you mentioned tied for for tenth is the Boomers, um, and this is a fake team also, but it maybe in the opposite direction. Um, reverse fake team. Yeah, reverse fake team because Andrew Boomers right now they're the number one as far as negative score uh, differential. Like they're 150 points. Uh, more scored against them than they've scored here's the difference though from these other you know bottom scoring teams like the bunnies and surfers boomers are the seventh highest scoring team so still in the bottom half but you know justin they're only they're less than 25 points you know scored behind you the difference is is that he's had compared to you especially 200 200 points scored more against him in five weeks that is insane. Andrew's luck has been so bad. Um, he's almost 100 points uh, above. He's less than 80 above the, the next person, uh, which we'll talk about later. But uh, definitely, again, you know, he could be scoring more. His team could be in better shape. But you literally can't win when you're facing the top scoring team every week, five weeks through the season. Yeah, he's definitely had some bad luck. Um, I have a tool here where I can plug in, you know, what your record looked like if you had another team schedule. We've looked at it a lot. Um, but, you know, even as bad as his luck has been, realistically, I mean, the best outcome for him is really just a three and two or two and three schedule. Um, you know, so those wins can be made up. I, I definitely don't think it's it's um, over for Andrew. Um, definitely has uh, had some bad luck, but, you know, his team isn't really extraordinary. I mean, there's some teams I can look at here. Like I, I see your team, for instance, um, if you had, where is it earlier? If you had the same schedule as Robert, you'd be five and Oh Hell yeah. Um, you know, so there's definitely some like bigger discrepancies in the league. Jim would be five and Oh, um, there's a couple scenarios. Um, and you know, some teams that could just as easily be on five. So it's still a little bit early. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see those wins maybe, you know, bigger deal down the line. This is a good reminder, um, uh, not that, you know, that people talk about this, but as the schedule maker, you know, I always think about like, will people think that I'm ever like cheating and like trying to put a perfect schedule together? It's impossible, people. If you could predict what schedule you put at 5 no, it's it's not even worth the time. That's why I just plug it into the spreadsheet and just automate it all. All right, so coming in at number nine, moving up two spots, um, TGIF with, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, pretty much their first big showing of the year. They were kind of uh, diddling around the first couple of weeks, 166 last week, and then 183. Um, Jenna, you kind of mentioned some thoughts on Eric's team earlier. What, what are you thinking? Is this, uh, is Eric you know, going to bounce back from kind of a slow start? Or? I have a lot of thoughts about Eric's team this year. Because... <laughs> lay, lay it on us. A, I've tried to trade him a hundred times. He's also tried to trade me, but I didn't think it was fair. But every running back I have has become his running back's number two. <laughs> so like He's got the James Robinson. He's got the Raheem Oster. I have their backups. So <laughs> I feel this year a lot of resentment towards Eric's team. <laughs> I love that. And I didn't feel that in the draft. I thought I was the winner, but it didn't pan out. Some of these, yeah, I think we... And next week he's got Hopkins back, so that's right. Team's on the uptick. Yeah, a little bit tough with missing uh, your Raiders uh, this week, but um, yeah, I think if he can get through this, yeah, it definitely looks like his uh, his team's gonna bounce back a little bit. Um, in the next spot, moving up one spot, we got the narwhals. How are you feeling at number eight? Uh, I mean, I think that's fair. 
we we've been laughing a you little always bit. wish I mean, you were higher but <laughs> yeah it's um it's crazy just thinking about you know your start to uh, last season you know we, we haven't really had any teams do that this season but um it uh i think austin i think you made a comment like this so it is it is kind of a nice starting low you know you got some place to go you got some place to work up to whereas um you know like your team last year jana you you start out hot and it's like well can my team really keep this up all season you know probably not um so yeah sometimes it does kind of feel good to just sit in the middle middle of the ranks knowing that you can kind of save that big surge for the end of the season when it when it really counts yeah and i feel like i've been pretty I feel confident in the waiver wire moves I've made this year. So, yeah, what like, uh, what rankings do you use for waiver wire? Can you say I'm like the waiver wire darling? And <laughs> like, yeah, you must use some like really good websites, right? Like, yeah, my intuition. It's the brouhaha. <laughs> Me and Giselle. Were... Jenna, if you had to pick, uh, if you had to pick your potential, like look into the future, who's your second half MVP? Who's the person who's gonna get you into the playoffs? Right now, I think it is going to be ETN. Oh, hell yeah. I think I'm they gave J- James Robinson the starts in an easy schedule. And right now, there's an uptick in the ETN utilization. So here it comes. Wow. Man- manifesting the ETN usage. I love that. And me- I love me some Jacoby Meyer. He- like, and he's killing it. So, But you're yeah, giving but- up on Gabe Davis is what I heard in chat. I am. <laughs> He's too boom bust for me. I'll trade me I'm, some Gabe Davis. He only I'm got three catches. Him, but... Three catches. Um, um, <laughs> unlike Austin, I can't just stack the entire Bills team on my bench or don't, start that up. I, 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 I have too many it. Bills as it is. No, I don't recommend it. The, you got it, it like that strategy might work, but you can't pick like the best team in the history of football because they just keep blowing people out. This is the second time this year that this has happened where they get benched uh, for the fourth quarter. So it's like, you want to pick a good team. You want to pick a hot offense, but uh, maybe one with like a bad defense. I don't know. Come on, Bills D help me out here. Well, speaking of teams that may or may not be fake, um, we had one of the biggest drops we've seen in a long time coming to number seven, the Napoleons. Uh, they were up at number three last week, all the way down at number seven, uh, you know, kind of a, a middling score. They took the L, but man, that, that feels like a, a big um, overreaction here. I don't, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's a huge overreaction. Just because of uh, Kenneth Walker, I mean the probably the Alfred Morris of the season. We should probably oh, pick God. a new. Yeah, we need to pick a new player <laughs> to do that. But uh, you know, in other leagues, you know, every uh, everyone was saying, you know, uh, drop all your fab on Kenneth Walker, and of course, uh, the Bono's tagline, uh, "He was drafted," applies here. Um, so yeah, tough loss to to your team. Definitely a down week for Niblonians. But I I think this is this is a little ridiculous. Jana, what do you think? I mean, I think she can turn it around. This is going to be a really tough week for her. She's got no QB, no tight end. So we know that field is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was interested to see what she was going to do on the waiver wire last she's night. She's going to have to drop some people, so we'll see. It was, it was do nothing, so <laughs> she's <laughs> trust the process. In Lucinda's fairness, she's back to work this week. That's a tough, yeah. that's a tough week. Well, I, I definitely think, you know, good things are ahead. Um, she, you know, she, her team's scoring more points than, than they're giving up. Not that that matters, but, you know, when you, your points scored against. That might change because, again, you know, she's uh, interdivisional play, so she might be coming through the butt above. Um, but, 
I don't know. Definitely, this is too far. This is this this is a crime against the Nibblonians. They'll be is back up in the top. Is she scared that Dak's coming back? Like, is she worried about CD Lamb? Like, he's been doing well with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is mm-hmm. he? I haven't actually seen him with his helmet off. I think is he another? Does he look like Andy Dalton? Is he a, like a ginger bearded fellow? Oh, they're like twins, dude. Are they okay? Oh yeah, Ashley just won't stop talking about how hot he is. No, he's a ginger man. Really? I gotta Google him. He's a gnarly looking dude. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was just looking at old pictures of Andy Dalton when he was on the cow because he was on the Cowboys, right? I mean, the Andy Dalton face too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's straight ginge. All right, well, I'm going to plow through the next set of rankings here because we've already talked about most of these teams. Uh, number six is my team, Giant Octopus, with, you know, I was hoping for a little bit more there, but can't complain about 178. Um, the Black Market Bakers moving up from eight to five. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to take, um, you know, the standings into consideration. Um, you know, the four and one record is going to mean a lot here. Austin, did you, did you have a, a label you wanted to apply to the Black Market Bakers? No, cause it's like, uh, I mean, I, I don't think, I wouldn't say fake team here. Not as bad as, uh, you know, butthole surfers. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. Um, but, you know, definitely some questions there, but a four and one record is so sweet to start out with. And then you're, you know, potentially going out and playing, you know, everyone with bye week madness and injuries are picking up. So, um, I mean, sometimes just the schedule like works for you and you're, you know, the you've you've got like that floor of a team um, that can work. You're popping off, you know, when you need to. Um, and we've mentioned it before, you know, he has more than ever a very valuable trade chip. Uh, he's got two, you know, pretty good quarterbacks, and it's a it's a quarterback starved world out there for those who aren't lucky like Jana and I to have, you know, stud quarterbacks at that position. You're so he's Kirk Cousins isn't a stud. No, definitely not. Definitely not a, an Austin approved <laughs> stack. Uh, I'm sorry to say. Um, so he he's got you know he's got some goods to to make some moves. Um, and yeah, just sitting at a four and one record is so sweet. And you know if if he can go 500 for the next you know five games, six games, you know interdivisional play. That's a playoff spot, right? So unless you... I mean, it was a it was a big win, you know, taking taking away the undefeated um, status from Ashley, and then yeah, getting yeah. four and one in that division. If you were three and two right now, I don't think we'd see nearly this ranking. Um, he'd be sitting below Martin and just above Jana. So yeah, big big win last week. Um, looking over here, we have the Puma Skulls who slid down one spot. Um, you know, also we spent. Uh, a, a lot of time talking about your team, but you know, just your general sentiment, you know, coming out of the gates, hot kind of cooled off the last couple of weeks. Um, and now this week's looking pretty tough. Uh, you, you feeling okay for the, the long haul here? Are you kind of worried yeah. about your team? I'm just going to talk about, you know, or kind of like the, the magic, the juju, whatever we call it. Um, yeah. The, the beginning of the season, especially after that two, no start, you know, I, I felt uh, I was on, I was on top of the mountain and, you know, I kind of thought that like, I was like the grand wizard. I'd finally leveled up and got my Epic and, you know, I could rule everything. Now. <laughs> uh, I I'm pretty sure I'm back to my old ways where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to play scrappy. I need to think scrappy. I need to think as an underdog, um, you know, maybe just that, that kind of, uh, you know, lording over everyone sort of strategy. It's just, it's not for us. So, uh, we're going to go back to, uh, to, to that scrappy behavior. We're going to, you know, uh, think negatively, um, and, uh, undersell and hope for, uh, over expectations. Yeah. Did you know Taysom Hill's questionable this week? 
Oh yeah, uh, I mean he's on the Puma skulls. So uh, as <laughs> as a, a faithful emailer uh, wrote in, you know, lots of lots of uh, letters. You know, it's a Sesame Street uh, on the Puma skull bench uh, and potential lineup. Because <laughs> um, yeah, bye week hell, and it's. I mean, this is the other thing, and this isn't specific to my team, but I mean, to, for everyone, you know, it's like with, with the bye weeks coming up, next week's brutal for me since it's the Bills, but oh man, like this is where you really have to decide is like this keeper worth it. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, on the pod, you know, to you, Justin, about our rules about setting lineups, uh, you know, you got to do it two weeks in a row. We've had some strange, uh, <laughs> strange mishaps on that realm, but um, yeah, just thinking about, you know, the potential of like, do I want to drop this keeper or do I need to get yelled at by a commissioner daddy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, a brief segue here, but I think it's amazing to me that we used to play with no IR at all, because if you jump through the teams, you'll see that almost every team has a full IR right now. Um, so, I mean, we're talking about like 20 players, I guess, potentially that like, you know, 20 to 30 players that could be on the waiver wire right now, which is and there's not a lot of shifty behavior to think about. Yeah, it's not a lot of like stashing people. You know, there's a couple. I'm of doing some that. pretty shifty behavior because I have like four healthy players on my IR right now. That That's, I was asking Ryan about that the other day. Do you not have to like move a healthy player? I don't. You only have to take them out if you want to make pickups. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so that's another reason why I've been kind of uh, silent on the waiver wires mm-hmm. because I have yeah I have three healthy players in my IR right now and I'm gonna have to make some tough choices here. When you say healthy, they don't have any designation. Uh, Mackenzie have... has no designation right now. Okay, okay. Because I was wondering because I had a few that like got changed to questionable, but I was still able to pick it up. So, but okay. obviously, like I want to activate them this week, so I'm gonna have to make like a drop. But unless I pick somebody up, I can leave Wandale and Kyle Pitts, even if they end up playing. Well, commissioner's side, you know, there's not a lot of shifty behavior. Our <laughs> IRs are mostly used for injuries, which sort of sucks. But um, yeah, I don't know how we. I don't know how we lived without it. Didn't we have two IR spots before the before COVID? And we did one, and uh, everybody hated it. We got rid of it immediately. And then when COVID started, we said, "Let's have unlimited IR. Unlimited in this league means four, because that's the most you can have." And uh, we never looked back. It's kind of hard to imagine a league without IR spots now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be good. All right. Here is a team that we haven't talked about at all, moving from five to three, um, the Shenanahads. And I spent quite a bit of time looking at this, looking at the thing. I think maybe we've been sleeping on Jim's team a little bit. Uh, maybe not as sexy as some of the other teams, but you know, he's second in, if you just remove week one, he's second in points over the last month and sitting on top of the division. Um, you know, he's got the cheat code, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, and you know, we, we've already talked about a lot of the other awesome wide receivers that he's stacked up over the years. And then Brees Hall, who's really coming alive right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know what are you guys thoughts on the, the shenanigans. heads. Um, he's going to have a tough week this week with Derek Henry on by and Damian Harris. Audi McAutzern. He has no other running back other than Brees Hall. Yeah, and I Time think that's to... something that that we talked about um, before. You know, his team his team is really strong, uh, except for you know that running back position, which is a question mark. So yeah, what's he gonna do with those those two guys out this week? Yeah, his well, probably just start Alexander Madison, even if Cook is playing, because that's a good move, right, Austin? Um, I mean, hey, it's not gonna get you zero points. Um, you know, <laughs> there. That's the thing. You know, people say when your your running back is out. I mean, if I guess if. Uh, 
they have a buy and you have their handcuff, that's not going to help you. But, you know, the replacement level is not zero. It's, you know, it's a, a Khalil Herbert. It's 1.1. And uh, in a matchup where you lose by 0.4, you know, that matters. Um, but back on, on Jim's team real quick, I, I did want to point out, like, uh, you mentioned him having a, a really good last month. Um, for the season as a total, you know, he's number three in scoring. Uh, you know, just a little under 40 points behind me. Uh, but he actually has our best point differential. So uh, he was sitting about 93 above uh, the points scored against him. Um, so a little bit of his team, you know, good lineup, good uh, good floor, getting that ceiling when he needs it. He was our top scorer this week, right? He won the prize, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so, you know, getting that ceiling when he needs it. Um, but also, you know, helped by a little bit of luck, helped by maybe that uh, the division magic. Um, you know, not had too much points scored against him, but, uh, yeah, I think he's ranked this high because, you know, unlike some of the other teams with good records, uh, aside for that running back position, he's got, he's got some good depth and, uh, schedule's looking pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I don't think shenanigans are, are going away anytime soon. All right. And our last two spots here, no surprises. Um, we got the shitty sources still at number two and the Adams five weeks into the season sitting at number one every Incredible. week. Yeah, and I mean, uh, just still looking good, you know, just turning out um, good scores. He's number one in uh, points on the season, number one in the last four weeks. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I think one thing we didn't talk about with Ashley's team earlier, uh, she's got a little uh, help in that running back department as well. Uh, you know, the flip side of the Damian Harris injury for New England is Ramondre Stevenson, um, you know, putting up a big game. I forget exactly what the stats was. I didn't say this tweet. I I looked at it and made me cringe a little bit. Uh, But apparently he put up some numbers that haven't been seen from a a New England running back since uh, Jonas Gray. Do you remember that name, Justin? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, we do not often get blessed with a fruitful, you know, running back from from New England. Um, But I know that, you know, Ashley was kind of high on him before the season. She was, he was one of her keepers. I tried to trade for him. Uh, she laughed in my face uh, and, and rightfully so because he's very talented. Uh, also, we're seeing the ascension of, um, you know, Damian Pierce. And he was another preseason, you know, darling who has actually paid off. Um, so, you know, uh, if her wide receivers, we talked about Chase a little bit, A.J. Brown, if they could uh, get together. Our boy Christian Kirk. Ah. They could get it together. This is a dangerous team. Yeah, um, I got distracted by our unupdated schedule with the matchup of the week that I'm trying to transition into. Nice. Um, so uh, actually, Austin, hold on, real quick, yeah. real quick. Before that, if we're talking about the Adams, um, the last kind of interesting note I had from my my pseudo uh, statistical science here. Um, obviously, you know Adams. You know we keep saying they're number one, not only in the power rankings, but more importantly in points scored. Um, and Martin's team has just been like consistently beastly in that regard. This week, him beating me this week, I think is his lowest score at 173.7. Um, but yeah, it's just been really consistent. And that's why, you know, uh, he, he's ranked number one. But I also just wanted to point out, too, that Martin has been scored very heavily against. He's number two in points scored. Andrew's like the king, and he's far above. Uh, Martin's at 888 points scored and he's only scored 900 points so not only is martin uh points wise like ruling the league but just to put that into context is you know he's he's been the best but he's had to be the best even to get to a three and two record like there's no room for error um there so i think it's like a little a little extra special 
uh, shout out there. And I, I guess like foreboding for the rest of us, because if he's had a tough schedule to begin with, you know, things theoretically should get easier from here on out. So we might be seeing Adams on the top of the power rankings for the rest of the season. Get used to it, y'all. It's pretty wild because if I plug him into other schedules, you know, there's there's three situations where he's five and zero. Um, there's five situations where he's four and one. So he's definitely been on the unlucky end. Um, but what is fascinating to me about how bad Andrew's schedule has been is uh, Adams would also be one and four with the Adams schedule. Damn. <laughs> um, in fact, the best record of any team if they had the Boomer schedule would be two and three um, with the Shenanahads. Um, but almost every team in the league would be one and four if they had the, the boomer schedule. So that's, that's how tough it's been. Wow. Um, and you know, s- same thing for Adams, um, three and two is the best you can expect with that, that tough schedule we've been talking about. Most teams would be one and four, um, a lot of two and threes. So yeah, he's, uh, he's been duking it out. Even you've been talking about the point differential a lot. Um, he has a 76% uh, chance, uh, uh, wins against the field, which is pretty high. Um, we've seen teams, you know, like 80 or 90%, but 76 is really, really solid. Um, the next closest team is, um, Lucinda's team actually at uh, 63%. So yeah, he's definitely crushing it. And like you mentioned earlier, that 173 minimum score. I mean, that's just, it's bonkers. The next closest high score on the season is, is 149. So by your team, Austin. Yeah. So he's definitely setting the bar there. Um, also, I'm laughing. We have just completely switched. Austin has become the stats guy, and I'm I'm the host trying to transition us through three segments this week. No, it's I just this is a, you know just pulling back the curtain. You know, when I'm looking at talking points, you know, uh, I'm just like looking at a point differential. I, I I was actually sitting down to do some more advanced stat work, and then I was like, you know, points scored against just really tells you how unlucky you are. It doesn't really mean anything about your team, so the stat is meaningless. And I crumpled it up and threw it in my metaphorical trash can. That's great. <laughs> Well, Austin, why don't you tell us what the uh, the matchup of the week is? I will tell you, and I'll tell you right now because it still says last week's. Thing. I was really struggling to remember what we picked here. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess let's, oh, I remember. Let's, let's all pull up the scoreboard together. We could take a gander. Um, I mean, again, we are in interdivisional play, um, but we don't have too many, you know, like leader matchups. You know, top of top of divisions facing top of divisions. Um, we do have some interesting ones. I mean, Ashley was just matchup of the week, so we can't pick her again, but, um, her versus Lucinda is kind of one that caught my eye. Um, I think that you, Justin versus Ryan is, is a fake one because I don't think Ryan's team is three, two. So when I see two, three, two teams, I just like to say, I disagree that Ryan has a good team, a good team or a fake team. I think he has a good team. Okay. All right. Noted. We should have argued more. That we should have had a whole segment where we like do like a, a CNN style, <laughs> style like argument. <laughs> um, I don't know, Jenna. Are you looking at these these matchups? You you see a matchup uh, that you would vote um, worthy of matchup of the week? Uh, I mean, I think we should let Ryan like prove his point against Justin. I don't know, Justin. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I feel like I'm going to win every week, so it feels great to me. I've also never lost a game. You can look it up in the history books. <laughs> the 3-2 record, just a typo. <laughs> well, screw it then. I've been uh, coerced and convinced uh, by my co-host. So why don't we go with the uh, Octo versus Surfers? I don't think that was the one that we picked, Justin, but let's do it. I see these are uh, Ryan uh, projections are, are close right now, but Ryan's sitting somebody right now, so he might be doing a little early time. Who knows who Ryan's actually going to play? Yeah. 
Uh, I, we didn't talk about it enough in chat. Did everyone catch Eric pulling yes. a Ryan against I Ryan last week? I loved that. Eric, I know you listen, buddy. That was incredible. And you were like Even randomly plugging threw... players throughout the week. Like, oh, as like an inside source, like Ryan was thrown. <laughs> I love that. I, like, like, I don't think Eric's going to play anybody. He Ryan's been employing this sort of tactic for years now. And yeah, usually we don't play along with it. I think because none of us can be bothered. Maybe some of us care about that, like uh, move stat that uh, Justin can track with the API. Um, so yeah, shout out to Eric for, for, for messing with them. Cause it, it's definitely weird. I mean, we try not to go by the ESPN projections, but still they're kind of like a comfort. And so when you don't have that for the other team, it definitely messes with your brain a little. I think uh, Ryan went like a full Thursday night game thinking that he was like rooting against someone on Eric's team only to realize that he had not played him. <laughs> oh, uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry right? Yes, yeah. it was Jerry yeah. Judy. Yes. <laughs> so it definitely fucked with his brain. It's very bad. You got all that precious stress into Ryan uh, mm-hmm. when it, it wasn't needed at all. Perfect. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's gonna be interesting. It's a little bit hard to tell right now because uh, Ryan's got a couple guys on by. Um, I've got um, a couple empty spots right now. I'm also I also have two Denver linebackers uh, because but one is a backup for the other. So it's definitely not what my starting lineup is going to be. It's all going to come down to Tyler Higby and Tom Brady, Ryan's two favorite players, um, mm, you know, yes. how, how they do and, you know, and if how you their personal lives are going. Uh, T Higgins, you know, a little bit of a dagger uh, since I traded him away last season. He's been up and up and down, you know, because he gets hurt so often. But, you know, he's an awesome dude. I'll be rooting for him either way. And Christian McCaffrey, ex, uh, ex uh, giant octopus, too. So, yeah, I think uh, a lot uh, of daggers world, here. Yeah, world hero PJ Walker can throw checkdowns to uh, CMC, no problem. He can do it. This is like the all dagger team the longer I'm looking at it because I dropped Brady this year. I had CMC the year he blew up. I, I, not a Barkley guy. I drafted Dobbins. I kept Dobbins. He never played for me at all at IUK last year. Traded away Higgins. Um, I had Jordan Hicks at some point, but yeah, man, this is like the all dagger. I had Michael Thomas, traded him away. All daggers. Yeah. Man, this is fucked up. Made too many <laughs> trades with Ryan last year. No, it's all coming back to haunt me. I want to make like I feel like this season has been way less interactive. Um, I I can agree, but I'd like to hear you talk more about that. I'd like to put in a bid to initiate a vote into the weekly challenges. Let's do it. Somebody type up a perspective. I'm not gonna. I, I won't be in charge that. of this one. Yeah. Do I just need to send out the email? Yeah, put a post on there. Um, I mean, someplace we got, I think you'll, if we post a, I mean, I haven't seen any other Trevor Lawrence's. I don't think we're going to get any, but we should we're at least not. post my, my beautiful one. Established. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, it will convince people, including myself, when I see it all, you know, hanging gloriously and I could be like, I could get, be getting fab for this glorious, beautiful art. Yeah, this is like the point in the season where people are struggling for fab That's and they true. might do something a little out of their box to gather some fab. All right. I sent the email. You did right now. I did right now. We've initiated the vote. We've been talking about it for, I mean, a month this season brought it up last season. Wow. It's time to, it's time to get going. Time to make it happen. We all miss the challenges. We all miss the interaction. I'm glad that you brought that up because before we dip for the day, I did want to mention that ESPN rolled out maybe one of the worst new features I've ever seen. Um, I guess they want to be like sleeper. 
but they upgraded their chat platform. It is buried under like 20 I, fucking menus to get to it. Literally kept getting the notifications that I think you and Austin sent a chat response and I couldn't find it to even respond. Yeah. Oh, ESPN. It's a, it's a nightmare. Like the first time I clicked down into it, you know, it took like four or five clicks to actually be able to chat. And I thought that was just, Oh, maybe this is the first time. Uh, and then I sent something, uh, and and then yeah, you responded Justin like ten minutes later, and it popped up on a notification on my phone, and I was like, "This is not good. No, <laughs> I do not." Like yeah, it. that's I, I've been kind of crapping on Sleeper a lot, but one thing they definitely have right is the chat is like at the forefront. Like mm-hmm. all the transactions happen in chat. The awards go out in chat. No matter what menu you're on, you can still access chat. Like that's the one thing that they definitely got right. Yeah. Newsflash, ESPN still sucks. But we were so good when we were doing like the Marco Polo fun stuff and being interactive. Even like our Discord chat has gotten less interactive. You know, uh, I was coming into this podcast prepared to do a whole, uh, you know, Justin was doing his uh, his doctor uh, talk, you know, and, and medical care talk began last week. You know, since we're getting to the real issues, I was going to bring in like some mental health issues and, and just like overwork. I don't know if, uh, you know, if you believe in astrology or if you just How believe in... Yeah, and, and, or just like, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the summer's over, nutballs are out. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like everyone I talk to, it's kind of like a stressful time for people. So I know it's been stressful for me and Justin. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, when, you, when, when life is stressing you out and uh, the league's taco is somehow beating you by half a tackle... Um, you know, it's just like, I, I don't want to go into that chat. I, I don't think I'm strong enough. I get that. But I think there could be some more lighthearted interaction, like the Trevor Lawrence figure drawing Very for, true. for Fab or like the handstand challenge, whatever, like fun stuff to just get people involved. I don't know. Get them interacting, getting, getting stuff yeah. going. I like it. I this like is it. fun. This is only a few months of the year that we all get in this chat and like really rip on each other and have fun and compete. And there can be so much more. It's true. Well, you know, I, I think this is a good call to action. And, and uh, you know, the first couple of weeks, it's all of us warming up. It's kind of like our preseason, but we're all warmed up. Our teams are ready to go. We have division rivals, people that we hate, yeah. people's teams that we want to see suck. And we want them to suck against us. Uh, that sounds weird. But um, I mean, yeah, the energies are spiking here. So let's let's ride this wave of energy. If you We're want going... these teams to suck you off, make sure you vote. Yes, on <laughs> weekly fab challenges. And drop Trevor Lawrence. I got some great news because we already got our first vote in from uh, Ryan, who said yes, please. So Ryan, yeah. Ryan is such an avid podcast listener that he's – tuning in somehow right now and like to imagine he has a, to the door. yeah he's got the glass <laughs> against the door listening to Janet. he's like oh shit they're talking about fab challenges <laughs> he was asking me to trade him for fab just because <laughs> we'll get there soon but yeah i mean we're definitely going to be picking up with trade activity i think uh because are we because i, I sent out so. like no. 100 trades 
but right now I'm having like, a hard time trading with people this season. It, it seems like people really need their depth or they're not interested in trading for depth. I don't know. I, early, I feel you, Jenna. I'm having a hard time trading people this season. But this is the way the early season goes because, you know, if you, you're you holding keepers or even if you don't have keepers, like maybe you just have those people that you're believing in. Maybe you're an AJ Dillon believer and he's going to come back. He's going to get Aaron Jones' job, I think. Um, you know, like it, the early season is time for hope. Uh, the mid-season, the season we're about to get in, is the type for despair and dread. And that's where people are going to start, you know, they're either going to shake it up or they're just going to give up. But at least we know that uh, we have one 0-5 team that's heading directly to Tradestown. Um, so, yeah, ship your keepers to Brett. Does he want them? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe Hopefully. he's still in it. Maybe he's going to win. Brett, we let us see. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Uh, Justin, <laughs> Kamish, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for to leave the league with? Any PSAs you need to tell us? Uh, yeah, use the ESPN chat. It's so it's so lit, as the kids say. No cap. You should be using ESPN chat. Uh, I disagree. Do not use the you ESPN need a check chat for that. <laughs> it feels good to get paid. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they have a they have a gift a gift bar right like discord and stuff but you can't mm-hmm. search it all you can do is just browse gifts <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like preset ones like please send this yeah that sounds useless uh jana do you have any either words of wisdom for the league or any messages you want to get it's, it's your time for your platform so anything you want to say no i mean i'm just i want to let everyone know i'm open to trading i've really put some trades out there that no one's responded to and not even a decline you no responses i've gotten a few declines (laughs) (laughs) at least people are being polite i think i've actually you know by the end of this podcast i've established my rival it's eric 100 percent. very nice now we're talking yes well you heard it eric uh but yeah no i predict more trades coming maybe this week maybe we'll see because bye week's coming in people need to make some moves we'll see Let's well, make things interesting. Yeah. We'll Shuffle do definitely, it up a little bit. Definitely trade your running backs to me. Um, you know, Ashley, you got a bunch of glorious running backs. You don't I need also sent Ashley a message. She just flat out ignored me. So that's this is cool. what happens when you're on top what, of the league. EFF. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Jenna? Discord? Text? Gchat? Discord. All right. Always. Well, you heard it. You heard it. Trader Jana on Discord. On Discord. <laughs> or ESPN chat where you can talk to your rival and trash Do not talk, talk to me in ESPN <laughs> chat. I don't know how to access it. So. I think I already turned off notifications from the ESPN app. Uh, <laughs> but if they come through again, I will definitely turn them you off. You can Marco Polo me. <laughs> if you want to look at my face. Have you ever wanted to trade face to face? Well, now you can. Marco Polo. <laughs> But you have to be doing a cartwheel. <laughs> the Marco Polo cartwheel trade challenge. All right. For the commish, for Jana, we're going to sign off here and uh, keep it at a cool hour and a half, all you worker bees <laughs> listening tomorrow. Oh, what an audience. We're so lucky to have you guys. Uh, definitely stop by our Patreon and, and uh, you know, sign up for, for more goodies. Uh, again, don't sign up for the Guillotine League Patreon, the Guillotine League Cancel, the podcast Cancel. Uh, we're just not going to talk about it anymore because it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> no, I'm killing it. 
Well, we don't know what you're talking about, but we will see you next week on the Bonos Fantasy Football Podcast. Until then, see you. Good luck to all, and take care. Yes, can say bye. I bye. never say bye. I'm always like, am I supposed to say bye? No, you always do this like really cool, like, see, see, see ya? Like, you really make it into one word.